Are we at war? We don't know his name. Money, weapons, intel. He's planning something. Sergeant McDavish, welcome to the City of Souls. There are few here to uphold the law, and many of those who resist corruption disappear. Terrorism is good for business. As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs. We've got bigger problems. We're not one for one and lost for chaos. We're a team. I want to know how many they have and where they intend to use them. Y'all got a clear picture? All set. These things take planning and preparation. These things take violence and timing. I can do both. Go, Johnny! Down there! You're the commander of a foreign terror organization. I can say the same to you. Digitally pre-order Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and play the campaign up to a week early. Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017, leading them to be ranked seventh on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions.
The worst snowfall in its history. A raging blizzard that came in on winds of up to 100 miles an hour, bringing death and destruction to the whole region. What we believe is happening, Carl, is that the president is likely to invoke the Stafford Act here. That's a... Uh, procedure that was initially started back in the 1970s to deal with national disasters and it unlocks funding from the federal government for FEMA to respond in localities that have been hardest hit. In this case, the possibility is that you're looking at a national uh, declaration. Of ordered the U.S. Army to go in and do whatever it could to help. A report from Providence. Centers on the state of emergency declared this morning in Buffalo. Groups from across Massachusetts uh, were in places like this. They boarded about two dozen buses and then they left from their Springfield, Braintree, and here in Melrose. Winds will increase to 50 miles per hour tonight and continue through All right, all right. Is everyone here? Ants. Yes, sir. Roaches. Yeah, what of it? Rodents. Let's get this cheese. All right, come on, everyone. Settle down. Settle down, please. Look, we all know why we're here. We'll be eating like queens when we're through with this. That pantry's finally ours. Nobody can stop us now. Charge! Old Colony Pest Control, veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. Let me tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you, for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. 
Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun, blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break the cycle. This is Vianna Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. As far as closets go, this is really nice. Oh. It is. Condoms. Let's see them. Excuse me? Let me see the condom you plan on putting on my quarterback's weenie. Sorry. Oh my uh, god. Yes. Holy sh. Just put a baby in me, please. Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm in love that. with you. Oh, we can have a really great life together. Sip it, psycho! Find another famous person's life to ruin. Get out! Get out of my house! Jesus. World's a dangerous place, Moran. Yeah. And so you learn how to live in it. Fine. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the proof.
Testing one, two, three. Okay, you guys should be able to hear me. You're watching Sinister One. This is the booth. And Tristan, can I have a sound check from you real quick? Hey, how are you guys? Nice, nice, nice. There you go. So we are in the house. Uh, as you guys can see here, I am still holed up in the zombie apocalypse. As you guys can see here, it's been going on for about... Oh, we're into our second week of the zombie apocalypse, and um, you know I've been holding it down. We've been keeping it real tight here outside of Sinister One Studios. I gotta give a big thanks to those who've been protecting my ass behind the scenes. Here, as you guys can see, for the last time, and I'm a little nervous. We've had we've had some scary moments here, um, but I'm ready to do this show. Got my first guest on here. I got to thank everybody tuning in last week to the show. We had a great show. You guys know it was the first, it was like kind of the first week of the zombie apocalypse for me. And um, I was I was pretty hunkered down here. And um, we're going to be hunkered down here again this week. And I've got my first guest on with me, Tristan Folks. Say hello to everybody, man. What's going on? Hi everybody. I've I've been doing good. And you know, this is a kid that, you know, he played football with my boys many, many years ago. Um, this young man, he was around seven, eight years old. It was because um talk about how young men come up to me. They used to call the games and I could barely recognize them. Tristan, you still have the same face. So if you were to walk up to me, I would definitely recognize you. <laughs> Yeah, you still got your baby face going on here. Um, but again, you know, on here tonight, and it's a great thing that we need to do for you. Um, let them know who you are and why you're on here because you've been doing this since you were seven years old. And I yes. want people to kind of hear it right from you, and I want them to hear that passion. I'm pretty sure you're gonna have that passion in your voice instead of me telling it. Go yeah. So, hello, everybody. My name is Tristan Foltz, and I have been competitively riding horses since I was seven years old. This has been a big passion for me because in the future, along the line, I want to own a training program. I want to be training top horses in this industry. And, you know, throughout the many years, I have had so many great opportunities, including being able to go down to Texas an intern down there with some of the top reigning cow horse maturity trainers, which really helped me get a huge understanding in how I can become a horse trainer myself. Now, this year, I am going to the MBHA Open World Championships, and I am so grateful to be going on a horse that I have trained fully on my own on the barrel pattern. And that's just a huge accomplishment for me that I have just checked off my goal list. Nice. And we've got some we've got some pictures, we've got some videos and stuff um that I'm gonna show some people, but I want people to kind of see here exactly kind of hearing it from you, you know, why did you start this and what got you into this? Because you like I said, you started at, at seven years old, and we're gonna show you guys videos of when you first rode it. Yeah. I'm to tell people kind of, you know, that right there. why why did you do do so I actually started riding horses when I was four years old. I don't know what came about it. It wasn't 
really anything from what, such a young age. I always watched horse movies, horse TV shows. I never wanted to be and not be. I never wanted to watch anything else. And so one day when I was four years old, I said, Mom, I want to ride horses. And we started trying to find somewhere to ride horses. And I kind of started from there at a farm in Freetown, Massachusetts. And from when I was four to then when I was seven, I spent my whole life there learning how to ride. By my second lesson, I already knew how to do stuff that he, the person that was training me said, nobody's ever picked up that fast. When I was seven, right. I had my first competition. And that's wow. what kind of passion. Yeah, because I remember you did start out, you were playing football for for, for most part. And then, um, you know, we heard about this. We heard about you oh, doing this thing with the horse. Stuff, you know, and it's, it's it's funny is because you don't see many young kids from the inner city, Brockton, with things such as riding horses. And it was funny because it was you and my son who were doing things kind of out of the ordinary. You were riding horses. He was doing the go-kart racing outside of the normal football, basketball, yeah. and all that stuff, you know. And um, I remember running into your parents later on and on them. I've been seeing this whole thing progress. Now you've you're now a grown a grown man almost, and you're here and you're doing this thing. And I want to get into this this training because the passion of being with a horse from beginning to end and, and being there to run those barrels. What is that like? Let people know what that's like because you have to have that connection. As we, it has to be a huge connection. There's you can. Everybody can most certainly ride a horse, but if you don't have the connection to be able to feel what's going on underneath you, you know, then there you can't you can't make a great one. So it's kind of, kind of from a young age, I had the feel, and from everybody that I trained with, they were like, "This kid's natural and everything." So that really helped me out at the beginning, and it's helped me with training because I have just grown my expertise on how to feel what horses are doing and know how to fix it. So that comes into the training part, a huge, it's a huge part. The training aspect for horses and for fraternities is not for the faint of heart. It's definitely stressful. It's definitely very harsh on your body and your mental state but when it's something that you truly love to do it's not work it's i'm going out there and i'm going to do what i love every single day and tom mcginty thank you for watching the show he actually is asking the question he's a barrel racer yes he is tom mcginty since he was seven years old and um i've got some i've got a slideshow here let me put this slideshow up here for you guys here and I'm going to go through some of these videos. Right now, I'm just going to do the pictures. This is a picture here of Tristan uh, doing some of the barrel races here at the NBHA. Um, I believe this year was when he was older. This one here, look at that face. <laughs> Guys, look at the face on this guy, the determination. You, you look like you really, truly had this passion, even at seven, looking at these pictures. And... um. 
There he is. There's one right here. This was his first time on the horse. Do you remember this time when you were first on the horse that we've got this picture of? Oh, yeah. That moment? What was what was it like? I mean, because you are small. Like, you know, you're uh, up on this big horse. I mean, and you were small as we just saw in this picture. That moment was pretty big. You know, I vaguely remember it. It was so long ago, but I definitely remember that horse. And I definitely remember, you know, going in there. And this sport, you know, it's you it's a gambling game. So you wanna win. So just from a young age, you know, I wanted I wanted to grow my knowledge because I wanted to win. So that's where my determination comes from. Nice. And I and we see it in the pictures. And it's funny because you know, you you're doing this barrel racing, you know horses. The funny thing is people sometimes would ask, oh, what kind of career could this kid do? You know, and it, there's a lot of things this kid could Stunt riding in films. You already said you watch films, and that's where your love kind of started from. Um, have you ever looked into the possibility of doing some stunt riding? Because I know here at Boston Casting, they actually were looking at riders mm-hmm. about two years ago. And um, I was wondering if that's something you might be interested in as you progress in this field. You know, I really never looked into it. My focus has really been on the maturity training aspect, which I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's where you train the young horses and show them. But, you know, I am pretty handy when it comes to my seat. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count out looking into that in the future. Okay. Hollywood also needs horse trainers and, and, and to raise them. You can get hooked up with a stable or you can get hooked up with someone racing. I'm going to show, actually, I'm going to show the first video here. This video here is i believe when you were younger this is this is your this is actually your first time in the saddle i gotta thank your mom and dad for sending me this video so here are these people this is tristan's first time in the saddle here we go <laughs> that was so funny. What was that? We were watching the town last night. Uh-huh. One of the cops told one of the guys to, to, to read something, and he goes, fuck you. But you, you can, uh, can only be said as a selfie boy can say it. Fuck you.
vice versa for the left. You make one left turn and make two right turns. So it is a it is a timed event. So the fastest time wins. And your goal is to be the fastest horse there or very close to because the closer you are to the top, the more money you make. That's why, you know, I call it a gambling game because you never know where you're going to land. You never know if your horse is going to run really great that day or if it's going to have a mediocre day and it just isn't running that good. So it's a timed event, fastest time wins, and then they have divisions. So it kind of equals it out for a, a little bit. So the fastest time won, and then they would go a half second off, a full second off, and then another full second off to make divisions that they can pay out in. Now, how many places are there? Is it first, second, and third? That's it. It's the same as mostly everybody else's competition? It For the barrel racing, it depends on how many people enter. So if there's only 50 to, like, 80 people entered, they'll probably pay out around, like, three to four spots. But, like, if, you know, you have – I just went to a barrel race on Sunday in New York, and I think there was 120 riders. They paid out six places. And, like, when the number goes up for that, the pay goes up. Wow. So, so, there's, so there's money to be made. Now, we, we're going to talk about this fundraiser in a second. Um, the question I had asked him, and my, my sound was out, the question I had asked him is to kind of explain barrel racing to people and how it is. And as he was saying was, he says that you have to progress through the barrels in the in the shape of a clover leaf and fast the time. That's how you progress. So that first video we showed was from when you were seven years old. This is when you first got in to feet. And guys, if you want to talk about progression, and where this young man is right now before we talk about why he's on this show. This video is of Tristan, 2022, and this video is him in the saddle right now. Here it is. Check this one out. A lot of trust there. You can see it between you and the horse. Can you talk about that? Because you can see this as you're watching this. This trust there, this trust between you and the horse and the horse knowing what that horse to do mm -hmm. around those barrels. Because, I mean, you're, you're cutting these corners and the horse is like, yeah, we got this. Hold on. Yeah. Tell I, us about I, that. I do have just one question because um, I can't see the video. Um, so could you just tell me, like, what – what the um, arena looks like, just so I can get a... Uh, it was orange barrels, and I, I believe your mom or them who sent it to me said this was your last one that you just you just ran. Um, you ran a 19, uh, 1.9, or it was 19.3. Okay, yeah. So that was at the Brooklyn Fairgrounds, um, and they run two different size pattern, patterns there, so that was their bigger pattern. Um, the fastest time that night, I believe, was a... 18 one and that was her probably i want to say her 
fifth or sixth run ever to be made. And she was a second off the fastest time. So there's definitely a lot of trust that went in, a lot of training, like a, a lot of training and just a lot of heart shed tears put into making that work. And, and tell us why, because you know that, that some people don't know. I want to know because I really, I really like what you're doing and why you're on here and why we're we're going to be promoting this fundraiser. But like I said, you have the passion. It's the passion that has me getting you on this show, and I've been seeing it on Facebook. Just tell them about this passion and this. Yeah. So you know, I I sold the horse in 2021, so I was down a horse to run. Um, for the upcoming 2022 season. You know, we were looking, but I wasn't really seeing anything that caught my eye. I am highly specific to what I like and what I don't like. So it was taking me a little while to find something. I ended up finding this gray mare that we just showed in, I believe it was May, January, February, March. No, sorry, April. We found this mare, this gray mare in April and we, I messaged with them back and forth. This was a whole deal between me. You know, I, this was the first horse buy that I was ever doing on my own. And, you know, I got in contact with them. I messaged back and forth. It, we negotiated on the price. And I was able to buy her. We got her shipped out here. And immediately when she stepped off that trailer, I knew this was going to be a great horse. You know, she just took to everything so quickly and you know it's very it's very tough to find a horse that could come could travel such a long way from where she did and progress so quickly as she has you know this I've had this horse probably on the barrels for about four months and for her to be running at the top you know it's very impressive for that mare to do it it's very uncommon for a horse to be able to do that and i'm just so blessed that she can wow and again that that falls on you that falls on you too man as a young man um it, animals animals know about people animals sense things obviously senses something in you as a young man that she that trust is there as we just saw in this last video we trust it's a very strong run got control and you know it's great it's great it, i love it man i love to see that you're doing passion so you're on here because we've got this fundraiser set up on gofundme um get you down to perry georgia tell people about this and how they can um help the cause and i know his mom and dad you guys are watching the show if you guys can drop the um link gofundme in the guys get down to georgia i know i did put it in the um joe's description but let let people know exactly what's going on so i'm going down to perry georgia on the 27th that is the nbha open world championship so you have to qualify through your nbha district you know you have to be at the top to qualify and you go there in the hopes to go through two rounds to make it all the way to the finals. And the goal, the big goal of all of it is to win. But, you know, for me this year, this year is just an experience booster for me. 
you know, I haven't been able to go. And this year, I believe I have the horse that could help me get into the top 25. So uh, it's just a big honor. I'm just so grateful to be able to have the opportunity to, be, to go down this year, especially with school. They're allowing me to take the time off because they know this is my passion. They know I want to turn this into a business in the future. Nice, nice, nice. Now, your horse, do you keep your horse at your house or do you have it at the stables, a hired stables? We keep the horse at the we keep the horses at the house. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. And what's that like? Because I know it's it everybody talks about raising and, and housing a horse. They say it's very expensive. You know, mm-hmm. Gotta be yeah. tough. It is. Um, you know, I have we have to get up in the morning and feed them and everything. So, and it's very expensive too, you know, I'm very particular on what I like to feed my horses, you know, they're, they're athletes, you know, they need the best of the best in my mind to be able to perform at the highest level. So we give a grain called Renew Gold. It's, it's a um, kind of a mineral based grain. So they get all their minerals and all their proteins from it. Um, and you don't need to feed a lot of it. And that's my big that's my big thing that draws me to it because these horses that go down the road, when they eat a lot of grain, they get ulcers. Um, and that's very hard to treat on the road. So this grain just allows me to feed them what they need and them not to get ulcers. Um, and I also feed a supplement called MVP Exceed Six Way, which um, my horses get. And it just helps all over basis, you know, just to make sure my horses are covered with their joints, their coats, their feet, everything. And then I only feed um, alfalfa hay and alfalfa cubes. And that is the highest protein in forage that you can have for a horse. Wow. Nice. Dave Haggerty's in the chat. I see you. McGinty's still here, guys. Guys, again, if you're mom or dad, if you, uh, Paris or Amy, if you're that drop that link at for everyone they can donate to that GoFund and get this kid down to perry georgia man I, I i i love having you on this was a great interview are you on are you on instagram are you on any social media where people can follow you i am on facebook and instagram what do you want instagram um just uh tristan dot folks okay all right that's an easy one Tristan dot folks. Yep. Graham, and is it the same? Is it the same on Facebook? The same on Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, guys, if you're following, it's Tristan dot folks on Instagram and Tristan folks on Facebook. If you guys want to get in, up, his mom dropped it in the chat. His mom dropped it in the chat, guys. So if you can go on the GoFundMe, five dollars, two dollars, three dollars, anything helps people help this young man live his dream and get down to Perry Georgia. And to be honest, don't just don't just donate. Follow this kid. Follow this kid on Instagram. Tristan Folks, he's gonna be competing, you know. So you want to make sure you follow him and get his followers up. And you know, if this kid gets a ton of followers, that's how you get sponsorship. Now are you allowed to get sponsorship in this in this yep. deal too? Yep, I have right. ships that have been so grateful to me. Um, I'm sponsored by my saddle pads and my boots. Um, for the horses, along with um, an energy company for myself that helps me get down the road. Um, also, the grain I feed, Renew Gold, MVP, 
Um, I'm just so grateful to have um, all the all these people that have helped me along the way. And you got wow. <laughs> I know some people. We we got to get some advice from you, man. You already got your sponsorships coming in. You're rolling to. It's a it's a good business. It's a good business, and I like to see you succeed again, people. His mom did drop the GoFundMe at click the link, drop five dollars, ten dollars, dollars, one dollar. It all adds up. It all helps. Thank you, Amy, for dropping that in the chat again. His folks. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna give him a follow on Facebook. Eye on it. And um, if you head down to Georgia, man. We're definitely gonna have to try to get you back on here so you can tell us how it went, and hopefully mm -hmm. you, you know you come back with with a victory or come back with a with a good finishing. You know, great. So uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. Is there anybody else you want to shout out before you get out of here? Um, my friends Julie Duncanson and Brianna Riccio. You know, they have been a big help to me in the past years. They are like my second and third mother. Um, they helped me so much. We traveled together to go to these horse shows and they're just such a big help to me. What's it, before we let you get out, what's it like traveling on the road with the horse? Cause you, you have to travel with the horse behind the, behind you, right? Yep. It can be fun. Sometimes it can be stressful. You know, I think we're all going to be a little stressed going into worlds this year. Um, because we have such a lot, we have so much to do in so little time. You know, my friend Brianna's bringing back uh, one of her really good horses that just came back from an injury, and, you know, we're legging her up to go down the world. You know, um, Julie Duncanson's working with her young horse to get him ready for worlds. Me, personally, I'm working with my three-year-old, um, and to get her hopefully ready to run in one of the runs down there and my gray mare um who I'm, I'm just grateful for that you know she's come such a long way um you know i i hope she does good we just came back with an injury from her so i'm not expecting i'm not expecting the world from her but you know i think she's gonna give me it anyway she has a lot of heart nice nice What's up guys this is tristan folks Make sure to follow, make sure to show them some support. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a quick break and I'm going to be right back with more boots after this. And again, thank you, man, for coming on the show. I am going to be sitting here waiting, <laughs> waiting to see your results when you come back and let us know how things are going to go. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're having barrel practice right now. I'm about to go down and get on a few of my horses myself. And, you know, we're just getting ready. And, and hey, what do you do in the winter? You still you still riding in the winter too, or does that is that kind of your wind down time? You know, me. I know a lot of people that give the horses off the give the winter off for the horses. Um, me personally, we have an indoor here. I think it's better to keep them in shape all year round. You know, I'll I'll lay down on going to road going to shows and rodeos for about a month and a half, two months. Um, but after that, you know, the winter series pick back up. We start going to warmer places. And, you know, that's how our horses are able to stay so consistent all the time. And real quick before we get up, where, where do you run horses indoors in Massachusetts? I, I don't. Um, there, there is an indoor in um, Norfolk, um, Massachusetts. Um, there's a few in Rhode Island. There's a few in Connecticut, you know. 
we pretty much head more to like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, like we're going to Perry, Georgia. Um, you know, the bigger the bigger stuff kind of starts going to the indoors. You know, the American qualifiers coming up. I'm gonna try to enter in that if my horse runs good at Perry. Um, so yeah, you know, we got a lot of goals for this year, and you know, we're just taking one at a time. Nice. Okay, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And we all wish you best of luck. There's a ton of people. It, oh, your mom, your mom is saying, show them the arena. Turn the camera before oh. we let you go. <laughs> your mom just, she's, she's telling you what to do. So <laughs> yeah, probably want to do it. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh, you're there. Yep. Wow. That's a big place. Oh, yep. We're having barrel practice right now. That's Julie right down there working on her young horse. And then Brianna's all the way in the back over there. I don't know if you can see her, but she's yep, working yep. that just came back from an injury right now, too. And are those dogs? Are those dogs down there? Uh, what oh, yeah. do the dogs do? We got dogs running around and everything. What do they do? They corral the horses if need be, or what what are the purpose of the dogs? They just they're just there. The dogs are blue healers and cattle dogs, you know, they they just help the help keep the rats out and everything, and they're very friendly. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, there's a ton of dogs there. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Amy, your mom says we live there. So man, that is a big place. That was that was a good shot. Good job, mom. Asking to turn the camera. That's a that was a good shot to give us kind of an insight. So it's almost like a twenty four seven operation. But man, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tristan, for coming on. We wish you a ton of luck. Again, everybody in the chat is mom dropped it in the chat guys can um make sure to do a go for me and mom if you're doing any more raffles again you've been doing the apples um let them know if you're going to be doing raffles so they can follow you too. follow his mom and get on there and um does these raffles they're usually raffling stuff off good stuff a couple of raffles um again we wish you a lot of luck and um i love tonight's show tonight's show i've got a lot of young people doing a lot of successful things man you and i got uh the story about mackenzie quinn coming up touchdown so uh, thank you for coming on man good stuff thank you so much for having me all right guys we're gonna be back here with more booth after this here we go i'm gonna take a quick quick break we'll be right back R.I.P. Let's kill it. Annihilate my victims Mike is back with the same old obsession Stalking, grab a hold of you tightly Glow like a lantern, scaring you nightly Will I ever stop? No, Lori Strode Turn off the lights and I'll show On Halloween, I rock a knife and go mental Light up the shape and stab a nurse in the temple Damn, blood dripping from my eye wounds I'm killing insane in my mask and a jumpsuit Deadly, when I slay a whole family Anything less than your death is a hell to me Trick it or treat it, so happy holiday Shoot me six times and I'll still walk away Lori has a problem, she can't can't solve it, check out the stain, gonna need to resolve it. Slice, slice, baby. Oh, kill you. Slice, slice, baby. Oh, kill you. Slice, slice, baby. Oh, kill you. 
your arteries pumping With the blade stabbed in and the teenagers slumping Quick to the joint, to the joint, I'm breaking Eating puppies like a pound of bacon Killing Back here in the booth broadcast live from the Given. This is when thank Tristan for coming on the show with me. Everything's almost work through without fixing our topics. Again, it's your boy. Tristan was 
for the interview. I want to thank everybody for coming and watching me. Uh, also, I uh, overlay. As you can see, I hope you guys can see the topics overlay for our guest box there. Production I here. You guys will watch me do a little bit of uh, doing a little bit of production here. Stuff back in I can actually boss. Uh overlay. I don't know why. Trying to fly. Rest of the show. That's it. We're back. Back in the zombie apocalypse. Um, holding it down. Just topics. How you guys doing out there? I want to thank Tristan for coming on. I got everything all set. Amy says thank you for no problem, Amy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having your son on this show. Great, kind of last minute. I wanted to get him on here. And um. I was happy, actually proud to have him on the show. Like I said, this kid that played football, Martin Jr. Nice to see kids have stuff here. So let me get into the show, everybody. We are at 7.46. I got to get into the show. Um, and I got to get into my sponsors, too back up here and talk about some of the stuff that we got going on. Interview. Very happy to talk topics tonight. So let me get into our first topic and my sponsors. If you guys know my sponsors, um, 
Bam! Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. DJ Control Fix. Check them out back within 24 hours. Also, Viana Marie. Music available now. If you guys were watching the Pro Pre-Show, um, there's a show coming up on the 14th and the 2nd. So check those shows out. Coming up, the R&B Showcase Volume 2. Pink out on the 20th. Ethical Target System. Where I get my targets from. Also, um, I love Boston Sports. Us. Check out I love Boston Sports. Um, Kurt's Old Colony Pest Control, Carl Bunnell, Veteran Owned, Residential and Commercial, 405993. And we're going to get right into the news booth. Try to fly through some of these topics here. Did you guys see me wearing the Black Hesher shirt? Why is because. It was supposed to be a mural painted on Van Bates' childhood home outside projects. Housing authority. Um, they want to make sure that nobody is calling about this. Because <laughs> I guess everybody was up in arms and they've been calling and driving everybody crazy at the Brockton Housing Authority, I guess. So don't call. Don't call. There will be a date announced. Ed Capoe is girl. All the he's across and the eyes are dotted. This will proceed once we have a date. It will end. Keep you updated. I went down to get some sound bites and some video bites. I found out that they were down there. So it does happen. Trust and believe me. They're covering again. There and everything. Uh, getting into news booth. Please, Boston. Transferring to become firefighters at an alarming pacing rate. Um, Boston Police Union is saying that right now, becoming a firefighter is better benefits, it's a better work environment, and so forth. There's more respect for firefighters than there are. Um, Michelle Wu, who was preaching about you know cutting some funding to the police, um, now they're utilizing this and saying that you know. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, so they're saying that they didn't have enough to cover a lot of these events that went on this weekend. Again, a lot of these events are covered on details and overtime anyway. So they're paid by people who don't have enough cops. They had cops this weekend working close to 24 hours. Not a good look. A good look. Firemen, they work three days out of the week, but they're at the firehouse the entire time that they're there. Then they you know, they have a lot of time off. Pension pretty much a transfer. They've only had one firefighter because everybody else has been becoming firefighters, taking its toll, taking its toll. Um, Herschel Walker, son, he unloads receipts to further tarnish his dad's campaign. Um, those who don't know the hypocrisy of Herschel Walker and MTG, these are Republicans right now who are, they're in the public eye. 
uh, MTG has been talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene for those. Um, she's been preaching this whole thing about preaching this whole thing about her values, Republican values, and this and that. And this last week, her husband said that he wants a divorce damage that's irreplaceable, talkable, can't be repaired. And here's the reason why. The reason why is because Marjorie Taylor Greene, who stands up there and promotes family values and hence abortion and all this crap, Marjorie Taylor Greene cheated on her husband with her trainer and her gym, the gym manager, a guy V and gym manager, Justin Twitt, right in her hometown. You know, people are talking, you know, people are saying stuff. And this is why a husband done. This is why he's filing for divorce. So again, here is someone here who's preaching all these values and that sort. And um, guess what? Here's my question. If Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, had gotten pregnant from either one of these affairs while being married, what do y'all think she'll do? Y'all think she's going to stick by the values that she's preaching? I want to see this in the chat. Y'all think that she's going to be preaching to keep the baby from the fair because she feels values? I don't think so. I think she's looking to get to Massachusetts and, get, and coming up here and getting an abortion. That's what I think. Um, Herschel Walker's son sinks his own father's campaign. And, you know, I'm going to show you guys this video. Here it is real quick of Herschel Walker's son ripping his hypocrisy apart after finding out that he, you know, is lying about the abortions and his mother was asked have an abortion tried to pay his his Herschel Walker son who was in charge of running his campaign who's now turned against him. Here we go. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the car. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter, he lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. That was Christian Walker, who happens to be the son of GOP Senate candidate out of Georgia, Herschel Walker, who of course has just been implicated in a massive abortion scandal. A woman came forward alleging that he had gotten her pregnant and urged her to get an abortion and even paid for that abortion back in 2009. And now his son who had been campaigning for him pretty aggressively has turned his back on his father and has even alleged that his father was abusive to his mother years ago. Now this all kind of started with a few tweets and then he later put out the video. We'll watch more of that in just a minute. But I think the tweets are telling as well. He writes, I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father Herschel Walker stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You're not a family man when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. He continues to say, I don't care about someone who has a bad past and takes responsibility or accountability. But how dare you lie and act as though you're some moral Christian upright man. You've lived a life of destroying other people's lives, how dare you? And 
I mean, not so long ago, he said some pretty lovely things about his uh, his his father. He was campaigning for his father. These kinds of things are complicated. I get that even if you've had an abusive past with someone, doesn't necessarily mean you completely cut them off. But Herschel Walker responded by saying, I love my son no matter what. And Christian Walker quote tweeted that saying, you have four kids that we know of and you weren't in the house raising one of them. You're out cheating and lying when you weren't you know, raising one of them, you're out cheating and lying. If you loved your kids, you'd be raising them instead of running for a Senate race to boost your ego. So apparently that tweet later got deleted, <laughs> who cares? But before I go to you, Farron, I think it's worth watching a little more of that video that Christian Walker had put out this morning. In this video, he responds to conservatives who are criticizing him for basically putting his father on blast. Let's watch. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. So for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies, when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not gonna win Georgia, this candidate, that's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying don't lie. Don't lie on my mom, don't lie on me, don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. But if Christian Walker is genuine in his conservatism, which I do question and I'll explain why in a little bit, uh, he should be informed about the fact that conservative politicians don't care about any of the so-called values they purport to care about when they're campaigning. It's all about appealing to a base of evangelical and religious voters to accumulate power for themselves and that's it. He should know that. Hopefully that information can help him out a little bit. But Farron, what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of sympathy being shared by lefties on Twitter toward Christian <laughs> Walker. And I get it, but my heart doesn't bleed for him. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like listen, on this one particular issue, I get where he's coming from. And that's about the extent of my, oh, I get it. I understand what you're saying. And that's Young Turks breaking it all down, showing everybody what it's all about. And um, you know, he, he has a right to speak his mind about his father and ripping him apart. He's calling out that hypocrisy. Uh, breaking ground, nation's largest chip factory, Micron, is going to open. Um, they haven't announced what state yet. This will put Micron against china and taiwan this is this this plant of this size is supposed to put them right toe to toe in the battle chips country um, for the longest time silicon chips and microchips stuff for computers and phones china taiwan this one here will plant us first and foremost into that battle um china and taiwan and getting those chips made here Biggest semi. Um, over the weekend, Fox Weather's Stephen Morgan married correspondent Steve Cuomo. He says you can't imagine living without him. Um, the two of them were married in a private 
ceremony this past weekend. So congratulations to Fox Weather, Morgan, and even Romo. Also in the news booth, 500-mile Tesla semi-tractor trailer enters production. Three years behind schedule, but Elon Musk promises that Pepsi have their first 100 beginning December 1st. So for all those people out there who I was telling the E-Trucks are coming and they were like, ah, we're way off and this and that. December 1st, Pepsi, 100 trucks. That's the start. That's the start of heading towards 2035 and the band that I keep talking about. A country. Uh, um, in the legal booth, uh, the protester who went on the field to play at the Rams-San Fran game about two weeks ago got his block knocked off by linebacker Bobby Wagner. He's filed a police report for assault and battery against Bobby Wagner. But guess what? Precedent's already been set in California. You can't try to get assault and battery charges against someone who stops a crime in the act. Fitted reasonable force. And it's also considered part of a citizen's arrest. That's what this young man is probably going to end up finding out. Getting his ass handed to him. Silver platter. Uh, in the entertainment booth. Uh, rest in peace, Sarah Lee. Wrestler, WWE. She actually won Tough Enough. Season 6. Given a one-year contract. Um, she was a mom of three. Head at 30 years. There's no information. Cause or the reason for death. Family said, please respect their privacy at this time. Um, WWE is all in shock over this. Um, Dave Haggerty says Herschel still going to win. You you think Herschel's still going to win, Dave? With all the hypocrisy that's out there, he put a gun to one of his wives' heads. All types of crazy stuff, man. It, it will be, it will, Dave. It will be real scary if Herschel Walker still wins in Georgia. That will be scary. Chris Gagne, thank you for tuning in. Joe, good stuff. Um, also, breaking news before we went on the air: Angela Lansbury, ninety-six years old, *Beauty and the Beast*. Murder, she wrote. My mom was a huge fan. Loved *Murder*. She wrote. Angela Lansbury was. Stage and film, around for years. Passed away at 96. Rest in peace, Angela Lance. Also, Squad Up, Call of Duty created. <laughs> they created a scuffle this weekend. Um, on Friday, Call of Duty on their social media, they sent out a, a, a GIF and said Squad Up. So everybody assumed and thought. They were going to have another weekend of beta as a surprise for everybody. And it wasn't. Sat Friday night came. There was no beta. No surprise beta testing. People were pissed off. They were like, what the hell is this? You guys put out a thing, squat up, got everybody's hopes up. Saturday came. It was the same thing. Everything, everybody was pissed off. Around Saturday afternoon, Call of Duty released this trailer here, squat up. And I believe this is the actual commercial that Cardi B is talking about that she missed out on that has a ton of cameos from people in the entertainment and sports world. Here it is right here. Squad up. 
to promote the new Call of Duty, which comes out October 28th. Um, uh, let me get this on. early week early <laughs> week early saying <laughs> just saying also universal look people you know me i love my trailers um you guys know david harbour he was in black widow david harbour he got his claim to fame on stranger things David Harbour is in this new action film called Violent Night, and I am loving, loving the concept of this film. David Harbour is Santa Claus. He is it's not like bad Santa. David Harbour in this action film is Santa Claus. Now, if you're a movie buff like me, there's some hilarious stuff here. Um, one of the things that I, I love is when you see the villain is John Leguizamo is the villain in this in this film. They come on snowmobiles and the way they're dressed if you guys remember Die Hard 2 which also took place on Christmas if you guys all remember that um this is this is this is something for you guys to see. Check this out. This is Violent Santa, Dave Harbor. I can't wait to see this. One. Here we go. Uh, you ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the reindeer do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Christmas! We decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline to Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. 
Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> I don't want any trouble, okay? Something's gonna scooch up that chimney. <laughs> Who is he? Because it's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. My name is Trudy Lightstone. Are you going to help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Seasons beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the There's real? No such thing as Santa. These bad men, they're all on my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Where is it? I gotta watch. I believe in you, Santa. <laughs> Come on. Which one of you did that, Prancer? So unprofessional. <laughs> and Netflix released their trailer. For Wednesday, which is based on Wednesday from the Adams family. And for those who were like, wow, who would watch as well? Coming from the mind of Tim Burton. And Tim Burton and with scissor hands. Let's talk about all the stuff that Tim Burton has done. Beetlejuice. When it comes to satire, comedy, horror all mixed up in one, Tim Burton nails it. And here it is, right here. Here's the trailer for Wednesday um, on Netflix. Nevermore was created as a safe haven for our children to learn and to grow, no matter who or what they are. Should we meet your new roommate? Are you feeling okay? You look a little pale. Please excuse Wednesday. She's allergic to color. Oh, wow. What happens to you? I break out into hives and then the flesh peels off my bones. I act as if I don't care if people dislike me. Deep down, I actually enjoy it. Bill. There's just something wrong about this place. Not just because it's a school. Secret societies, hidden libraries, a homicidal monster. What other surprises are in store? Uncle Fester. I like 
to travel incognito. Come on, let's roll. Nevermore continues to be a place where the questions far outweigh the answers. I won't stop until I find the truth. I know the suspense is killing you. I trust Enid has given you the old Nevermore welcome. She's been smothering me with hospitality. I hope to return the favor in her sleep. Did you guys recognize Catherine Zeta Jones in this book? Like she never aged. Catherine Zeta Jones looked exactly the same as she did when she was in Zorro. Damn. <laughs> but Wednesday, November 23rd, premieres on Netflix. Check it out. Let's get into the sports booth. Two weeks in a row, Brockton High has made the booth. Two weeks in a row. Last week, we talked about Cam Montero and Kale Osanubi. This week, it's the ladies' turn. Mackenzie Quinn is the first female to score a varsity football touchdown. And it's from Brockton High. It was last week. They were on the road. They were kicking butt. They've been practicing this play. And they decided, you know what? Put this play in and see how it goes. And Mackenzie scored. She's the first one to score. Here's a clip of Mackenzie and Mackenzie talking about this celebration and how it felt to be the first woman which she did. Here we go. And under the Friday Night Lights, Mackenzie became the first girl to ever score a touchdown for the Brockton High School football team. The wide receiver is a senior. In just a second, you're going to see how thrilled her teammates were for her after that terrific play. And from all of us, we say, way to go, Mackenzie. Awesome job. Everyone's hitting your helmet and yelling your name, and it's, it's great. I made history more than we made history, you know? I couldn't have done it without the team. She's exceedingly hardworking. She never misses practice. She never misses a workout in the offseason. She's at the top of her class academically. She's pretty much everything you want in a student athlete. In fact, Mackenzie has a 5.0 grade point average and does play baseball and run track as well. But it's here on the gridiron she's happiest. Oh, it's a family. They've get, they've definitely given me a family. Um, like my coach says, it's brothers for life. Good stuff, Mackenzie Quinn. Touchdown, first female varsity touchdown. Big up, and love to see a lot more from her. Love to get her on the booth. Um, also, let's get into sports here. Kyle Spellman, high school football coach, has stepped down. Here's the thing: Coach Conche stepped down because he's in his second year of coaching at Kyle Spellman. This year, they haven't been. Hasn't been good. Now, I thought I heard the record was only, only two or three or something of that sort. Um, the problem here is that 
parents today suck. Bottom line, the majority of parents today involved in youth sports, I hate to say this, suck. Times have changed. Everybody thinks their kid's entitled to this. They think their kid's entitled to that. Uh, they don't realize that a lot of people um, at the at the pop one or lower levels, you don't even get paid. You're all volunteers. And at the high school level, I can get it right now. These kids go to Connell Spellman. Connell Spellman is a paid school. And some of these parents are under the illusion probably that this school should have wins if they're paying for their kid to go to this school. And don't get that coaching is coaching and performance is performance. Just because your kid is, is paying to go to school doesn't mean you're going to get guaranteed championships and wins. Um, it got to the point where he felt he was unsafe at night going to his car and things of that sort. He felt that his his safety was at risk. He decided that, you know what, I got to step down. These people are making me feel at risk, um, and I'm going to have to do something about it. It's, it's sad. It's scary that a coach is leaving the job, it's leaving, leaving what he loves for for this reason. It's sad. It's not good. It's not good. Something, something's got to give. Again. Like I said, a lot of parents today they just suck. Idle parents. Hey, uh, Bill Belichick after the win, stiff arms questions about the hypothetical quarterback controversy in New England. Here's the deal: um, Bailey Zappi came in during that Green Bay game. They pretty much simplified it for him. You know, everybody helped out. They almost beat Green Bay in overtime. But you know how it is here in New England. You know how it is here in New England. We got all these fans who are entitled. They've seen all these Super Bowls, and they think that this is... And it was like, look, Bill Belichick made that offense what it was for him to be able to what he needs to do. Now they come in here, they get... Lions coming to town. I already had picked them to beat the Lions, regardless of who was the quarterback. Um, the Detroit Lions have always been Belichick's feasting and bounce back. <laughs> They've always been his feasting and bounce back over the years. Um, Belichick was asked about possible quarterback controversy while Mac Jones heals up, and Belichick wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. And right to it. Matt Jones will be back once healthy. There's no quarterback controversy. Don't start. Don't say this. Don't say that. But here in the booth, we have some special back. Here it is. This is this right here is exclusive booth material of Mac Jones after watching. Bailey Zappi's performance over the last two weeks. Here it goes. Exclusive. Mac Jones. Here you go. Right here on the booth. Right there. That's a good pass. That's a good pass. Yes, sir. Oh, that's a great pass, man. Man, we should have been had this kind of quarterback, huh? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, he's doing good for a backup quarterback. He, a backup? Yeah. yeah. He's he 21, right? Yeah, he's 21. I'm 26, though. Mm. I'm only hurt for a few games, but that's a good pass for a backup quarterback, for sure. Mm. For sure. That's definitely the future of this franchise. The future backup. Yes, sir. Run that in, run that in! Yeah. Touchdown! Yeah, yes, sir! Perfect. Yes, sir! Perfect. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, s
Exclusive footage of Mac Jones. Dream <laughs> uh, <laughs> World Dreams. These guys put out some funny ass skits, man. Funny ass skits. Um, big ups to them. Um, that clip. That's cool. Um, also, for those who were wondering, right now, in Bill We Trust. Y'all are sitting here talking about Bill Belichick needs to be fired. Bill Belichick ain't doing this. Bill Belichick ain't doing that. You know what, people? Sit down. Sit down. Y'all don't know. The man has a freaking degree in economics. He took COVID. He built his bank up. He spent a ton of money. He got rid of J.C. Jackson. Everybody was pissed when he got rid of J.C. Jackson. They said, man, ah, man, I'm tired of Bill. He don't know what he's doing. What, what? What's he doing? He got rid of J.C. Jackson. He saved a ton of money. He went out. He got Jack Jones. He got Jonathan Jones on the cheap. And right now, CBS in single coverage has ranked the top three quarterbacks in the cornerbacks in the NFL. Guess who they are? Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones. Shut up. Stop talking about Bill Belichick. Stop trying to downplay him. I don't know nothing about football. Shut up. <sighs> Shador Sanders. You know, that son, Deion Sanders, captured his fourth swack offensive honors this season. The fourth time this man has captured offensive honors. Also in sports, Le'Veon Bell is to fight Uriah Hall. Y'all remember Uriah Hall when he was in the Tough House had one of the most ruthless hitting back kick knockouts that I've ever seen on Tough. Uriah Hall is going to face Le'Veon Bell, who just knocked out his last opponent. I forget. I forget. Give me um, another boxing match on October 29th. Le'Veon Bell might. Feet, Uriah Hall. He got hands. He got hands. Uriah Hall got feet. He can't use his feet. Boxing man. I, I might have to put my money. In. That's coming up on October. Check it out. Sign in. What's up, Dennis DiNapoli of Brockton? How's it going, sir? Uh, Draymond's punch on Jordan Poole at Warriors practice got out. TMZ got a hold of it. We don't know what happened here. All we know is that Draymond Green. Punch Jordan Poole in a closed practice. People were pissed off and um, they weren't happy that it got out. We have exclusive behind the speed footage 
this incident between Draymond Green and Poole. Here it is. Right here. Dreams again, man. If you guys don't follow them, check them out. They put out some of the best skits. Um, they actually had one of their skits watched by LeBron James, where they make fun of LeBron James. LeBron James was laughing his ass off. Good stuff. Also, hey, oh man, I am not. Look, I'm not feeling this, man. I'm not feeling this. Look at this. Check this out, people. Last weekend, Antonio Brown trolled Tom Brady and Giselle after it was announced that they were hiring divorce lawyers. Now, this weekend, Antonio Brown shares a book that was posted on another website, but then he puts up an alcoholic drink and, and someone with their hands up. So I'm like, is he insinuating that he's on Twitter and he's drunk posting? Or is he insinuating that there's a drinking problem that might be the reason behind the divorce that's coming up between Giselle and Tom. And there's a little book here. Daddy doesn't live here anymore. Um, as you can see, Antonio Brown in the background. Tom Brady leaving Giselle with the daughter. On, look. Look. Tom Brady. Tom. Tom. I'll let you know how it goes down in the hood. In the hood, that's two strikes, bro. Tom, I know, I know you're dealing with some stuff right now, Tom Brady. I know you got a lot of things on your mind with you and Giselle and putting your kids first. But yo, Tom, that's two weekends in a row that this man, Antonio Brown, who you you put up in your house when nobody else wanted that dude in their house. You put him up in your house. You got him a spot on Tampa Bay. He made he made you look like an idiot. And he got on Tampa Bay and took his shirt off and had a nut fest. You guys played the Giants. But it, it was the Jets. I forget what it was, but he took his shirt off and all that crap. Huh. Huh. That's three strikes, bro. That's three strikes. You got to pull up. 
Um, you gotta pull up. Yo, when he disrespected you, it was that first time when he took his shirt off after you got him a spot on the on the team. Disrespected you. That was one strike. That was one strike, right? The second strike was last week when he photoshopped a picture of you and your lovely wife after you won the Super Bowl with his ass. That was the second strike. This weekend he drops this this one right here. And AB is still breathing. AB is still walking around tweeting. AB is still out there putting out horrible rap music. Tom! Tom, pay somebody. Get somebody. Yo, Gron Gronkowski? Gronkowski's retired? Let him pull up. Pay, pay Rob. Pay Rob. Pay Gronk. Handle this, Gronk. Handle this, Gronk. Pull up. You gotta, you gotta send somebody, Tom. Your manhood's at stake right now. You can't keep letting AB clown you week after weekend after weekend. You gotta pull up. Don't wait till the season's over. You gotta pull up or send somebody. Send somebody. Pay somebody. A lot of people here in Brockton that would love to go and whoop AB's ass for you. A lot of New Englanders love to go whip that ass for you. Trust and believe me. You see how they were when they shot Poppy Ortiz, right, Tom? You saw how New England was ready to roll out. If if it wasn't the Dominican Republic, Red Sox Nation was ready to roll out for whoever shot Poppy Ortiz. Trust and believe me, Tom. We will roll out to whoop AB's ass for you. I'm not playing. I'm not. You gotta pull up, bro. You can't let him do this. Daddy doesn't live here no more. And then be putting your business out there, and then you now you got it. Now you got your kid up in the picture. Come on, son, pull up, pull up. Biden bombshells. Yo, Biden. Pardon, federal marijuana possession. That's going to add to the workforce. Those people are going to be pardoned. Be, gonna, their records will be expunged. Able to be workforce, and then he turned around and he said, "Governor, step up." And if the governors do the same thing, we are one step closer to this marijuana thing being gone. Gone. And I'll tell you right now, there'll be a lot more people who jump back into the workforce if we take marijuana de and declassify it down below fentanyl, below all these other higher drugs that marijuana sits above classification. Gonna, Joe Biden's going to look into it. We'll see. Um, but here's the thing, people. Just 24 hours after Joe Biden pardoned federal marijuana offenses, guess what happened? Cannabis stock went skyrocketed. Cannabis stock went up from 25 to 35% a share. Through the sword. Sword. It was insane. So imagine if this happens at the federal. This ends up having an eight level. It's going to be buy your stock. Buy your stock in NYSE camp. Blow up. Get in it on it now. Train invasion. Dave Haggerty says Draymond is a punk. He is. Draymond is a punk. He was hassling the Celtics all, all championship. Draymond was. Then I give him credit. Game seven, Draymond showed up to play. I, I can't knock that. I can't knock that, Dave. I can't knock. Oh, 
Uh, what's up, Berto Flores? Berto Flores is watching. Dennis DiNapoli is watching. Um, Ukraine invasion. U.S. is ex expediting shipment of NASAMS air defense system. Ukraine. Those who don't know what happened is, is that Ukraine has been whooping Russia's butt all up and down the borders the last three weeks. Um, this past weekend, Russia got a little bit of offensive and they dealt Ukraine with a serious, serious airstrike in several air key areas after it had been reported that the Ukraine had took out the uh, Chimera Bridge, which was a major, major supply chain for Russian troops. Russia answered back with some severe airstrikes that Ukraine was not ready for. So now the U.S. is shipping air defenses to them to help them fight the next part of the battle. If Ukraine successfully turns back the airstrikes, guess what? In a bad place. In a bad place right now. Places that he was supposed to have um, did an annexation of, it didn't happen. His troops ended up surrendering and leaving. Serious black eye. And now people are all worried about, you know, the Armageddon and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think let him drop a nuclear bomb train. I don't think happened. A lot of other kinds of Um... Big ups, I got to tell everybody, thank you for watching the show, hanging out with us, having a good time, um, supporting the show, also the shows that I produce, podcast, She Talks Football podcast, Draft in the Circuit, Matty C Sports for you and me, um, he has um, Family First, uh, doesn't have a show tonight, but happy hour with Lito, he talk back with Glorious, it will be on their future. Make sure to check her out. Also, check out the Brockton Farmers Market. October 28th will be the last Friday for Brockton's Farmers Down at the City Hall. Also, check out Austin Music Awards. Please vote for Scott Sand, geographer of the. Also, he. Nominate me. Also, Viana Marie is performing 14th R&B Showcase, Volume 2. Kind of stays low and hits. I, oh, nice hits. Nice hits. Um, it, it's personal. On tour. Second, he will be at the Pink Out. Second. Annual Rocky Marciano Vets Club. Try to get Steve on this show. Talk about that. Also, talk about the youth courses. Um, that's Saturday, October 15th. You want to certified in free? Your certification definitely step up. Uh, and on October 7th, be on the scout. 
Club in Water. Also, November 4th, Pro Wrestling EFW in Brockton. Check out the Pro Wrestling Show Genesis. And all bell time is 7.30. So, I myself will be DJing the IGY6 second Razor. November 5th. 7 to 12. Amber Smith. Oscar Mike have his prime. Wow. Good stuff. Time for me. Get out of here. It's 835. The zombie apocalypse. Get ready to get out of here. I want to thank everybody for Thank my guest. Kristen Holt, hit that GoFundMe link, and um, SpongeBob holding it down down there. Do favor and uh, take us. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. Like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting. Guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W H O O B A Z O O. That's your website. Enter your website. Enter your website. Enter your website.